Welcome to another episode of Boss Mama's Mindset. I'm your host, Laura Katanen, CEO and founder of Zello Studio, business and mindset coaching for boss mamas in order to ignite your passions, expand your mind, and elevate your business and life. The goal of this podcast is to get real on topics that make us a little uncomfortable so we can get smarter and more aligned with what is in our minds and souls to have thriving businesses. We hope you enjoy today's episode and please don't forget, leave us a rating and a comment so that we can know exactly what you loved and resonated with the most. Welcome back, Boss Mamas, to another episode of the Boss Mamas Mindset Podcast. I'm just thrilled. You know, season two has been an extremely, you know, eye-opening journey um, going through COVID and, and creating a new business, um, and talking to a lot of boss mamas about the mindset it takes to juggle our career around motherhood. We've opened up on the topics of, you know, um, breath work. We've looked at how do we, how are we responsible for creating the life that we love? Um, we've, we've also looked at, you know, parenting and our role as mamas and the extent to which the mental load um, can really take a heavy burden. So really taking time and mothering yourself um, is, is a key to really keeping your sanity. And we did dive into relationships more from the perspective of, you know, how do you get the love that you want um, as you juggle such a busy world? However, today I have somebody very special here with me, and I wanted you to look at relationships from a different perspective. Um, and now in the midst of another lockdown here in the Netherlands uh, for five weeks, we just found out today, uh, my partner and I are having yet again to look at how do we pivot uh, when we were expecting to only um you know, really have a two-week holiday with the with the kids around for the holidays, and now it will be an additional two weeks uh, where we really need to look at how are we going to manage this around our businesses and the priorities that we have in our business. So with me today is my husband, Yana Katanen. So hi, Yana. Hi there. I'm very excited. We haven't done a podcast yet together. I have interviewed you on my IGTV and we've done lives together, but we've never sat down on a podcast. And I think this is very special. Uh, it's a great opportunity, especially at this time of the year where there's, you know, there's a little bit of angst and sadness. Um, we're not looking at the holiday season the way that we normally look at it. There's lots of um, challenges with COVID. I mean, us, we were looking forward to having some family around uh, to help get the, the, the to lift the load uh, from a parenting perspective. And that's just not possible. And so now with these lockdowns in place, it, it makes it a little bit even more challenging. So, um, but before we get into that question, because I wanted to ask you about that, I just wanted to share with everyone, um, Yana has been a huge supporter and um how, what word would i look for instigator proponent instigator of my entrepreneur career and going after my passions and dreams um and and having said that you know we still have found um some rocky moments and challenges to figure out what that balance looks like for us in our relationship and um both of us having uh being entrepreneurs and for the last few years at being in a startup position for him. And now um, with Cielo, I'm more in the startup role. So 
you know, it's, it's, a, it's a challenging uh, juggle, but uh, he's been very helpful and supportive um, and we've talked it out. And so we're going to share some of our tips and tricks and things that have worked for us and hasn't worked. Um, and we hope that this conversation just um, ignites something in you and maybe your spouse listens to it too. And what we're able to achieve is um, getting the conversation started for other couples that have this desire to uh, juggle uh, the boss parenting parameters or life. So we just found out about COVID, um, the, the new uh, standards in place, the new lockdown, um, and we were just eating lunch. What was your initial reaction and, and how are you taking the news? <laughs> well, let me first start with the fact that I thought the podcast was gonna be a video. I'm a true believer in the sentiment of a happy wife, happy life. So in the morning, I took an, and put, put her favorite shirt on, and now it's not going to be video at all. I can take a picture, ladies. He's looking dashing. <laughs> so, and I also wanted to reflect. You asked me, like, how did I feel when I heard that the schools are going to be closed? It's Monday, and, you know, you have a, you know, the weekends have changed. You know, weekends are actually tougher. Than, than, than it used to be, you know, it's kind of the world has shifted kind of the other way around. You have the little ones that are with you the whole weekend and then Monday comes like, Phew, I can go to work and relax a little bit. And then, <laughs> then immediately hear that, you know, okay, uh, it's going to be another lockdown. You're going to have, uh, you know, of course, I love these kids uh, to the, you know, uh, to pieces, but when you have them running around your, your feet all day long, it's, it, it just gets really tiring. <laughs> Not then, to mention we're sort of in that yeah. uh, still no, not a lot of sleep zone as parents with young kids. We, um, as many of you know, have a four-year-old and uh, almost 18-month-old. So it's been a little bit tough on our sleeping rhythm. <laughs> yeah. And let, let me just reflect on uh, what was the post again this, this morning? Uh, the post from... Um, cash and... Yeah, it's uh, on Celebrity Mothers and Daughters. And it was a post uh, talking about Jessica Alba and her husband, Cash Warren. Um, recently, Jessica sat down with Drew Barrymore to talk about parenting during the pandemic. And, you know, she said, I told everyone that in the family that I need a break from them. I've had it. I've had enough. And they all came down on me every time they asked me, Mom, can I get help on FaceTime? Can I download this app? Um, Mom, I'm hungry. Is this outfit okay? Can you help me? <laughs> and she said, um, to be honest, uh, that she'll try to get cash to help with the kids' demands, but he'll often disappear into his man cave. So let, let me reflect on the man cave and uh, all the women listeners, I wanna kind of give, an, give a man's perspective on here on the term man cave and, and also the way that our, 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 our brains are maybe wired a little bit different, different way, you know? So like men can take, take the beating in other ways and women can take the beating in other ways. Um, and my, my personal experience is, is, you know, especially having having kids around all day long and you don't get any sleep and, and all that, it gets very noisy and it gets very, um, very, very overwhelming for linear thought process mind. And I kind of, I would imagine women are a little bit different. You know, we always say that women are able to multitask far better, uh, better than men. So for, for men, and I can, I can probably talk for, um, uh, from the perspective of many men here, that getting that noise uh, reduced uh, is is uh, is paramount, 
And the way we're able to easily reduce the noise is kind of contract, go quiet, and, and go in the man cave. So I would, in a way, I would want to have women to have this perspective, like, you know, think about you, me coming to you and saying, you, you're not allowed to meditate anymore. How would that feel? So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a, um, it might be the man's way of meditating, of retracting in that man cave and then trying to find peace, whether it's, uh, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, uh, whatever given time, uh, um, into the moments of the day. Well, thank you, Yana. I think it's interesting to hear the man's perspective. Um, we're not generalizing here. So just precursor, there's when we talk about men and women differences and we make it generalized, of course, there's nuances and not everybody listening will be able to relate to everything we, we say. However, what I will say is um, on that note, I do think it's really important that you know, we look at what you're talking about, which is men need quiet time and asking women if, if, if we took away their meditation time. Well, the challenge here is, is that by the more time that you need as men uh, to refill your cup means that the woman naturally doesn't have that time. And this is what's happening in the world around us. So a lot of articles and research has shown that the women um, have carried a heavier burden when it comes to the impact of COVID and the raising the children responsibilities. Um, and this is just, I mean, if we think about this, it's ingrained in our culture. It's, it's, it's systematically been something where it's causing a lot of issues of pay gap and all of that because women tend to uh, leave their careers or put their passions on hold um, because the mental load becomes too much. And this is a big issue with COVID. Um, the amount of women who are overwhelmed, um, even depressed, um, or having, you know, the first female recession ever in the United States, as much as I can appreciate that perspective, Yana, you know, how do we find, um, as, as we learned in our couples workshop, the space between, um, so, you know, I think that's what we're here to talk about today is that, you know, we all have needs um, and we all have, have values for how we know we are able to operate our best selves. So the trick is how do you communicate that to each other and then find a way to be able to creatively come up with solutions that benefit both parties, both parents. And that has not been an easy road for us, even with our most advanced modern views on parenting. Yes, I agree. And I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, absolutely not. It's like this uh, saying like, hey, you married me and, uh, you know, take it or leave it or um, I'm not going to change. You know, I can't change. I am what I am. I mean, this, in my mind, that's utter nonsense. I mean, we um, the, the space in between um, should be in, in fact, the space where both, both are, you know, pushing themselves around their own boundaries and 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 moving it closer to the other person and of course I mean gladly we, we learn from each other all the time and I want to push myself of course to learn learn new things and and and, and all that it's uh, at, at times it's just uh, like we're human beings you know we, we push ourselves to the limit and uh, you know <laughs> I want to re retract to the man cave once in a while okay but let's get to some practical um points for our audience and those that are listening so I was listening to this fascinating interview between Barack Obama and Brene Brown. 
Um, and it, at some point, I think around 35 minutes, um, you know, she said, I think some pages were missing in your book, Barack. And she talks about how he voices the concerns Michelle has about him running and having uh, such a, you know, political position. Um, and then just a chapter later, he talks about how he's running for president. So Brene's question, which was really important, was, you know, how did you go from that to that? Um, uh, was Michelle's um, opinion um, important to you? And did it matter what her, her, her voice? And he said, yeah, absolutely. Um, to maintain a strong marriage, you need to communicate that the other person is the highest priority and that they have veto power. Um, they may not exercise the veto and they may continue to be unhappy, but they need to let it go and be willing to go along with it because Otherwise, they would have to raise their hand and say, I veto this. And so I think here is where the power of communication is and how do we exercise our veto. And we learn this as parents. We know the saying, choose your battles. And this is the same in our relationships. So I think one, one common thing that I see a lot of my clients get um, twisted around or feel anxious about is how to bring this up with their partner. What, you know, maybe I feel that I'm doing more or that I put in more. So how do I share that with my partner? And um, we've had some uh, good conversations around this. I mean, healthy, I would say. And we've also had some pretty uh, gnarly debates or fights around it. So I think, you know, what I would like for you to share with the audience is when do you notice it working better than not. So when do, when I approach you a certain way, uh, what is that approach and what is the impact or the outcome based on that approach? Yeah. And, and funny enough, I mean, I've only had a, I think a big revelation of this last week is that, because um, you always, you know, for a long, long time, you kept on telling me like, you know, I will only listen when you absolutely blow up, you know, if I don't, I don't listen and, 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 and all that. And I, I started thinking about it and 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 this is the one of one of the things that came up and you always keep talking about the the feminine and masculine approach and that we have both uh, energy both, both energies uh, residing by ourselves and and I really didn't think about it in this way before but it kind of hit me like okay that's how I react the way that I do you know so so in in order for for me me to have an empathetic um, response um, I kind of would like an empathetic uh, request, you know, that kind of gets triggers the empathetic um, side, of, side of me. But if somebody comes to me with a very kind of high power, high energy and masculine approach, um, you know, it, it kind of then hits my ego. And of course, I'm working on that part too, you know, not, not having my ego, ego um, uh, respond. But when somebody attacks you, then you kind of by default want to attack back. So in terms that everybody can um, really put into practice, um, I'll just be honest, you know, there were times that I would let things go, let things go until I was absolutely over it. And then I would say to him, enough is enough. You know, you don't pitch in around here. And obviously 
as we know, adults or children don't respond to those kind of statements. Uh, it's very general. It puts the other person on the defense and it, it really makes the person feel like Attacked. attacked that they're not doing anything good enough as and, opposed and maybe mm -hmm. from their own perspective they're doing it but maybe from a, from a different way um and that's exactly it you know we all have different perspectives so it's not taking into account what their view is in terms of um putting in and and making the effort so i've chosen you know and it's still it's, it's still a work in progress because it's never, ever perfect, right? Um, but, you know, choosing the time of when you're going to have this conversation. But most importantly, what is it that you really want? What's the outcome that you really want? And the, and the outcome that you really want, typically women, is you want to feel noticed. You want to feel loved. You want to feel appreciated. You want to feel that you have this connection with your partner, that they really care about the load that you're carrying and that they really want to help out. So it could sound like, you know, honey, I know you really care about us and, and really care about me and, and you really want to see uh, that I'm happy. Um, and, and I really appreciate that. And here's an, a way that I feel that, you know, um, that I'm not feeling appreciated or that I feel that maybe that could be shown a little bit more, um, you know, when it comes to the load of parenting, um, I would really love to talk to you about how we can, look at it again, how we can look at it a little bit more closely and see, are there areas where, you know, we can get closer to a balance? What do you think about that? Which approach has resonated with you better and why? Well, as I said, I mean, there's, there's two different approaches. There's a masculine approach that makes me go like, you know, kind of fight or flight. Um, and I reluctantly jump into it and do something and then there's the empathetic uh, side which which makes me want to actually help the other person right so the so. feminine approach which is more i need your help um please let's you know uh, solve this together um i really can't do this without you um it's a collaboration whereas the the masculine approach the masculine energy uh tends to be more direct uh more forceful um, and more focused on the problem rather than the solution. So those are some key tips, um, ladies that are listening or even men, uh, you know, or wh whoever plays more of the role in the relationship. Um, because obviously this goes for any marriage, whether you're a man and a woman or a woman and a woman or a man and a man, you know, there's, I, I've had a lot of uh, friends who, you know, in their same-sex marriage, somebody always takes on the different gender-ish role or uh, has more of a workload. And so it's how do you have this conversation regardless? And thinking about uh, the feelings and the, um, the solutions and problem solving together typically ends up in better results. I mean, we've seen that in our relationship. Um, so I think that that's yeah, something- less, less of you and me or more, more about us. We're going to solve something, then let's both take responsibility by dividing the tasks, who's doing what. Exactly. And I think one of the things that Barack said is that then it leads to decisions that you have to make. So, you know, a lot of the times what I say is you, you've got to sit down and have a conversation about values with your partner. And you have to question yourself, are these values making sense? 
uh, anymore? Are they values that we have and believe because we really believe that or because we were raised that way? And I think this is really important for a lot of women who automatically just assume this is the only role we can take on um, because they haven't had this conversation. They're, they're afraid of having this conversation with their partners. And I would encourage you to start small. Question on what they value when it comes to them being a dad. You know, what do you value as a dad? You know, what is it that you believe about being a dad or being a, 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 a parent and seeing what they say and how can you use that knowledge and that insight to understand more about the other person's world? Because we're so busy consumed with our world and our perspective, sometimes we forget about the other person. And we don't also exactly know the past of the other person, or maybe even they don't know. So there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that happened in our childhood that we, we're drawing into this, but we just don't even know. Why are we doing certain things or certain actions? So let's talk about that because you had a pretty big aha moment um, that you weren't expecting to have, both in our couples workshop, but also just um, recently, the more and more we've talked about parenting and the impact that you know our childhood and that style has had on us. Which one are you referring to again? Which event? Yeah, well, there's a couple. I think the big one for you is how you respond um, in situations of perceived conflict or differences? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, it's a, it's a big one. And, and uh, uh, you know, I, I come from a household where, where there was never any, um, never any fights or, and of course, that leaves a mark in my brain. I don't yet know, I'm kind of unraveling myself now, what, what does that actually mean? And the other aspect was that I was always, uh, you know, again, I saw the dynamics between, between my parents. My mom was always telling my dad what to do and, and how to do it and, and all that. And of course, when I have a wife telling me, uh, you know, these things, I kind of project myself in that same situation, you know, and these are built, you know, over the years in the back of our brains. And, and we only, at least I'm only starting to unravel it now. Like, why am I acting in a certain way? At least trying to be open-minded for myself. Like, okay, why am I doing this? And then trying to dig very, very deep. Uh, where, where does it come from? Where, where does it stem from? And why do I have this, this reaction of, uh, of fight or flight, for example, in, in, in those situations. Yeah, and, and I think here also it, it's, um, it's important because typically what women want is to get things off of their chest and for the man to, to simply say, it's not about problem solving or feeling less than, um, although it could feel that way when somebody's just completely unloading on you. And we, and we do have um, more tools to get better at how we communicate things, of course. Um, but it's the response of, babe, you seem so overwhelmed. How can I help? Isn't that like those four words, how can I help? Isn't that what we all want our partner to ask us? I mean, even if you think about yourself, Yana, I mean, if you're overwhelmed or stressed out, um, you know, would, would you love to hear that from me? Um, yes, of course. Again, you know, like we, as men, again, I'm generalizing here a little bit, uh, but I would say majority day we were, we're problem solvers. And then, then how do, what do, how do we do it? We go into a cave and try to solve the problems, you know, by ourselves. And many times, yes, how can I help with actually just uh, open up and get a, you know, weight off our shoulders. Because again, historically we're, you know, again, generalizing a little bit, but, uh, 
you know, women are expected to be, be at home and uh, men are, you know, expected to bring in the bacon. Mm. What are some benefits for you when you are handling more of the load, when you feel like we're getting closer to 50-50 or you see that I'm excited about us getting closer to 50-50? What are those benefits for you? Overcoming uh, childhood dilemmas, that's obviously one. Um, and having a balanced household where, you know, again, repeating myself, happy, uh, happy wife, happy life. Um, what else would come to mind? So when you talk about overcoming childhood dilemmas, I think this is the second um, and the, the first wake up call that you had when we were at our couples workshop. And it was the, the fact that, you know, we <laughs> I talk about this with my girlfriends, too. It is very common for humans to want to not become something so bad that we end up becoming it in a certain way. It's like the self-fulfilling prophecy. And for you, it was, you know, you wanted to be more present for your children. Um, there was something that you lacked growing up in, in, in a way, right? And so you were like, I want to be more present for my children. So you, but in a way, you also then find yourself wanting to go into the cave. And so this is a dilemma for you. It's I want to be there, but now in the lockdown, I'm also concerned because, oh my God, my kids are going to be around too much. So, you know, what is your, your coping mechanism for finding that balance? Yeah, that's a very good question. Of course, it hit me hard today again. So I'm, that's why I'm kind of thinking about it in my mind the whole time, like how am I going to, you know, um, be present for the children and be happy being with them all the time. And then also being able to find my own uh, own space. I honestly don't have an answer for that. Yet. I'm uh, I'm I'm soul searching myself. <laughs> this is a I want to share this with the, the listeners because I'm sure that um, many will be able to relate. There's always I think in in the role in the partnership somebody who can go through change very quickly and someone who is uh, like one foot in one foot out and and it can vary on things you know i'm not always 100 committed right away but i tend to go through change rather quicker um and you tend to like um it it, it has a, a longer delay let's say for you well it's a longer delay but for me it's uh, one of those critical things uh, and i'm not i don't know how to change this if i don't get sleep it's incredibly difficult to function it's incredibly difficult to function and weekend no sleep and then you're hitting hitting monday and and, and you get interesting news immediately okay now how about we don't get sleep ever you know <laughs> it's it's uh, it's yeah it's, it's tough can't deny it let's share tips and tricks i'd love to uh, get some new perspectives new ideas new everything well one thing for us that has worked is that we're constantly talking about it. And I think that this is really important. I think practice makes perfect. The first time that you bring it up, you might be awkward. Uh, you might be more emotional about it. Uh, it might not have the right impact that you want, like Yana and I talked about. Maybe it's too masculine. Maybe you know, you're too sad. I don't know. But don't give up and keep talking about it. I think that is super critical. So right away, I said, hey, Yana, let's have a, a session after the podcast interview and talk about how we're going to work through the next few weeks and what will that look like and how can we support each other? And if, if, if you have grandparents around, please don't give us tips and tricks. <laughs> Just drop off the kids to the grandparents. We don't have the luxury, so we have to figure it out on our own. 
And so if something is important to you and you both value that each other's needs are being met, then I would highly encourage having a weekly meeting. We have a weekly uh, planning meeting um, and it's changed and we haven't always prioritized it, um, but we are getting more and more uh, you know, effective with this meeting and the kinds of things we talk about aren't just juggling the workload, but, you know, what are our visions for our business and how will that impact our time and, and what is the financial result of that and how will that uh, then be invested in either the family or um, our future or other things. So it's really a, a planning meeting for how we parent and how our, we're running our household, et cetera. And I really think that's something that everybody should be doing, uh, whether weekly or quarterly, whatever works for you. Um, I think the third tip um, that I would like to share, and I think that we're getting better at this, is recognizing when the other person is at their tipping point, when they're about to burn out or when they're about to flip a switch, um, and then pitching in without resentment, pitching in more without resentment. There's going to be cycles in your relationship where one is pitching in more than the other. Just a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a week ago, I noticed that Yana was like, okay, I'll do dinner, uh, even though I just did breakfast, because we have a, a method of dividing and conquering. And I saw him pitching in a lot more. And I told him at the end of the week, I said, hey, babe, thank you so much. I was at my burnout limit. I was really exhausted. And I feel like I really get there uh, but when I'm there, um, it's heavy. And uh, so I really appreciated that. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, is there any other tip that you can share? Well, exactly what you just said. I mean, uh, when one is at the dip tipping, coin, tipping point, maybe uh, today is my tipping point. Um, any other tips and tricks? Um, no, I really love the weekly meetings. I mean, that's a, that's a great, great way to start and, and just getting getting a journal, putting things down. I mean, I used to put things in the, in the, you know, post-its and they get lost everywhere, but I'm keeping everything in track in my little, little book, which I carry with me all the time. So that also helps get a busy creative mind uh, much more organized. Amazing. Okay. And what keeps you motivated to want to take the burden off or the load off of me? Empathy. Empathy is a big word today, ladies. So when you approach me with empathy, that uh, that gets me gets me going. And of course, the other side, the masculine approach does also, but it's more of a it's a tactical problem solving, which doesn't make me happy. It doesn't give me fulfillment. And if I get fulfillment by helping somebody through empathy, I feel accomplished and I I, I feel re rejuvenated. Great. Well, ladies, we uh, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, you know, episode of the Boss Mama's Mindset. I hope it gives you some things to think about um, as you navigate your relationship. I know it's been a very tremendously challenging year with COVID. Um, for every parent that is listening, uh, no matter your gender, whatever burden or heavy load you're going through right now, I invite you as well as us to keep hold of the bigger picture. Um, I was talking with a girlfriend today and we were talking about this, whether it's a lack of sleep because your kids are waking up in the middle of the night or you have to now juggle conference calls around your children running circles around you. 
um, you know, what a glorious, if we can look at it with gratitude and from the perspective of what's the positive, I mean, our children right now are getting to spend way more time with us. And this is something in such a fast paced, digitally enhanced world. Um, you know, it kind of has this slow down effect and, and really take to heart what matters. And what matters to us is, is raising, you know, really wonderful children talk about empathy with empathy and heart and soul. And so when we can prioritize uh, time for them and really think about the bigger picture, um, it can help. It can help. And other than that, I would say, you know, lots of coffee has been poured in this house. <laughs> And we um, still aren't perfect, you know. I still am in awe of how my husband can throw the laundry on the floor next to the baskets or leave the bathtub full of toys after a bath or forget to clean out the lunchbox uh, and we don't have it ready for the next day. But ladies, I do appreciate that we're having the conversation and that I've been bold enough to, um, you know, stick to what I really value. And that is being able to juggle my passions around motherhood and not have to sacrifice my dreams. And so these conversations, although they have been, you know, challenging, they've had their moments, um, they're really worth it. Um, and I really appreciate uh, being able to share this with you today. So before we close, I have a question for you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> what do you think I want for Christmas, babe? What do you want for Christmas? Uh, I think you want some alone time with the kids. <laughs> I wasn't sure you would nail it, but you you did. And and let me think. What do you want for Christmas? More sleep? Uh, man cave. Man cave. <laughs> A real man cave. Oh, ladies. Um, you know, I will say that I've got my own office when we moved and I was working out of the kitchen for the last five years. And now my husband is working out of the kitchen, role reversal. But seriously, finding that space for yourself is really critical. And I know a lot of people don't have the luxury of having their own office and all the computers are just out in the open, kids and yours and everything. So I'm wishing you lots of creative ways to set up time and space for yourself um, through the next you know, weeks and months that we are um, experiencing the impact of COVID. And I wish you lots of joy um, and I'm sending you lots of love, light, and imagination. Thank you so much, Yana, for, for being here with me today. Thanks for having me. All right, for more information about Yana uh, or for more information of tips and tricks, everything will be in the, um, the show notes and I encourage you to check out more of the work that my husband does. He's a brilliant uh, 3D artist and entrepreneur with lots of fun and amazing things going on in his world. And I will share all of the necessary links for him. Thank you so much for being here and stay tuned for season three uh, after the new year. Bye.